Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast, a convenient place where you can stay up to date on what's popular in the swine industry. By listening to Popular Pig, you will receive invaluable information on the latest trends, news, and research from various experts who guide the global pork industry. Popular Pig is brought to you by Swine Tech, the award-winning creators of SmartGuard and PigFlow. To learn how PigFlow can help you streamline your workforce and reduce piglet and sow deaths, visit swinetechnologies.com. Popular Pig is also made possible by the National Pork Board, Intervention, Crystal Spring, Johnsonville Foods, High Pork Genetics, Minitube, Brenneman Pork, Fibro Animal Health, Swine Robotics, Innovative Heating, and PigEquipment.com. Brought to you by American Resources. Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast. My name is Matthew Rode, your host for today's episode. Today we're going to be really shooting the breeze here, talking about what's happening at World Pork Expo. We've got Chris Grant and Steve Stitzline from Innovative Heating and Katie Holtz from Pig Easy and myself and Barrett Eller from Swine Tech. Excited to talk about everything that's really happened here of, of late, what's happening now and what you can expect coming to the World Pork Expo. If you have any questions for anybody who's going to be on the episode today, please feel free to reach out after we post this. It'll come out uh, you should be hearing this about the week before World Pork. So to get things started, Chris, we've had you on before, and and Barrett, you've been yep. on. We haven't had Steve or Katie, but if you guys could all introduce yourself and your company, that would be awesome. Go ahead, Katie. All right. Well, hi, I'm Katie Holtz with Pig Easy. Um, been been with Pig Easy since the company's inception. Um, we're pork producers from West Central Iowa that have developed um, a line of products to improve pork production and efficiency on your farm. And I'm Steve Stitzline with Innovative Heating. I've uh, been with Innovative Heating just a little over a year. Been in the hog industry for 40 plus years and finally got to a job that's easy. So uh, just appreciate <laughs> for hiring me for that. Wow. So you've been traveling all over, Steve. Where have you been recently? Uh, just last week I was in New Mexico at the uh, a pig conference down there had a trade show and stuff. And then, uh, this week I'd had needed some relaxing time since I'd spent a week in Puerto Vallarta. So I went golfing for four days with some buddies. So it was a pretty good time. Went down North Carolina in the mountains. So last time we had Chris on the call, he was talking about you guys and, uh, had some fun stuff to say about each of his team members. Uh, but he said that when Boyd, uh, went to Canada, he asked if he could drink the water now, ironically, it sounds like he went to his second international country in Mexico and he got food poisoning, didn't he? Yeah, he thought they need to try everything that was down there. So he tried it. And I think he had some bad fish one day. So but he's doing better now. Yeah. Yeah. He's back at it. He was only down for about 24 hours. So my wife had to fill in one day at the trade show. But other than that, everything was good. I think he had a good time. We all had a good time and had some good, good conversations with people down there. So, Chris, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with Innovative Heating, what's new, and what might be at World Pork? Yeah, no problem there, Matt. Yeah, so we'll be, um, one, we have two new things we're kind of working on. One is um, the nursery side. So we've actually developed the mat um, with Steve here. Over the last year, we've really pushed out to the market something for the nursery. Um, so people can use it after farrowing. A uh, larger mat, you can use it as a feed mat slash heating mat for the piglet. So, and then it's got a lot of different types of features uh, people are pretty excited about. And we've had some trials done on it and the feedback's been amazing. 
So we've done trials in South America and in the U.S. on this. So we have some, a lot of data, a lot of information back on that. Um, but the new thing we'll be displaying there, hopefully we'll have one together and a lot of data, is the coolant mat uh, we've been working with Purdue on for heat stress. So heat stress in sows, uh, heat stress in boar studs. So it's kind of a, a back and forth. And we have currently trials going on. That's what Steve will be working on in the next, well, last couple of weeks, as well as the next two weeks before World Pork, we have some installs going on and a lot of trials starting on that. So that's pretty exciting, uh, reducing heat stress in sows and boars. So I've interacted with a lot of producers that have used the the mats that you guys have developed, and it's definitely redefined what is a good mat in the industry over the last five years, which has been pretty cool to see. And I'm always telling people if if I see them without the mats, it's like, have you heard of this, uh, Barrett? Katie, have you have you interacted much with uh, Innovative Heating's mats or products? Yeah, I was just um, I was at a farm a few months back with them and couldn't hear greater things about it. Uh, saving on um, energy, energy savings, everything like that. It was kind of cool to see them in action. Yeah, like uh, you know, so from my experience when I was at New Fashion Pork, that was that was what we solely had there, which was you know great op- great output for our farms as well. But I think what most a lot of producers maybe don't even realize yet is the amount of impact it has from even the insurance side too. Um, so that was, that was another big reason why we went that direction and, you know, couldn't, couldn't have said better things about the results. What was what the impact you saw on the assurance side? Yeah. So, um, as much as, uh, as much as we enjoyed, uh, fixing heat lamps every other day, uh, <laughs> you know, it, the insurance market in the swine industry from the property side has been getting more and more challenging over the last decade. You know, a, a lot of providers are dropping out. Um, but one of those things that is like one of the, um, the underwriters very first questions uh, is because they, they will ask, uh, do they have heat lamps and do they have heat mats? And if so, what's the brand? Um, so that's, that's one of the very first underwriting questions you'll get hit with. So that, that says something and it helps tell a story about what the quality of the heating sources and the electrical sources you have within your farms and uh, can make a substantial impact and impression upon providers in that way. Steve, what surprised you the most when you started to to bring heat mats to the market? Because that's not technically what you spent most of your career in the swine industry doing. Yeah, no. When I was in production, uh, we'd used heat. You know, I'd used heat mats years and years ago. And Chris came to the farm where I was working at and challenged me on the heat mats. And I told him well, I'd already been down that road. But then we worked with him and put his mat in and the, the, the hog hearth mat, and it was altogether different. So since then, the, the farm I was with, they they finished that barn and then done a couple other cents. And so then when Chris had the opportunity to go to work for Chris, it was a pretty easy decision because I knew knew how good they were and how well they lasted. I mean, we had farms that had mats in for five years and never had any replacements on them and stuff. So compared to what it used to be, it was just night and day difference. So Chris, now that you have Steve and Boyd and, and you've expanded your team, are, are you doing anything today? I'm actually just sitting here on the <laughs> West coast on Vancouver Island, enjoying the sunrise. Um, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. That's kind of what I am. So I am awake, which is a big thing. And actually I find I have more work to do now um, with Steve and Boyd running around. <laughs> so no, I'm not really getting much time to actually enjoy much. It's still, it's still uh, pedal to the metal. We're still, with all the new product developments and everything we're doing um, internationally as well. That's where I'm spending most of my time right now. Um, Boyd and Steve did such a great job in the U S and as I mentioned, like Steve's been over to Europe 
um, doing some work in Ireland and down in Mexico. And then he was with me in South America. So I'm getting the guys involved in some of the international stuff I'm doing as well, just to try to help take some of the, um, some of the stuff off my plate. You've probably gone through the same thing, Matt, as you're growing. It's, it's, uh, sometimes you're drinking from a fire hose. It feels like. Oh yeah. You're drinking, you're drinking the whole, the whole reserve. <laughs> <laughs> basically so yeah so i am here on the west coast just relaxing for a week but it's not really relaxing it's uh up at five with the time change and and still going all day so i get to relax probably around three o'clock west coast time so so we have katie on the call uh from pig easy how did you guys all meet katie and uh katie could you tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing that's new sure yeah i would say um as far as meeting all of you folk, um, we've, uh, it's been, that's probably one of the best things about, uh, world pork expo and all your trade shows is just, uh, getting to know other vendors and seeing how you can, um, work together, collaborate, things like that. Um, I, I truly enjoy that part of my job as far as with pig easy. Um, we've been, uh, I would say in addition to, to just, you know, regular sales and promotion of our products, um, our, our big thing this last year has been development of meal meter 2.0, uh, which basically we we've got this, uh, feeder, the, the meal meter that, um, has, is a top performing feeder. You know, you get optimal feed intake without all the waste. And we figured out a way to put a sensor on it and then add a, a water meter. Uh, so now we know exactly what she's eating and drinking and when, and, um, the goal is with it to intervene with problem sows faster um, improving sow death loss, getting treatments quicker, uh, and improve longevity in your farm. So it's been busy, um, with just determining the final design of, of the meal meter, the new meal meter, uh, those, these last six months, we've been busy with app development and on-farm trials. Um, and then as you guys know, uh, with pig flow, it's just a lot of user testing, trying to, to break the app. <laughs> so that way we can improve it when it's ready to roll out. So yeah, it's been, it's been a fun, busy year. What I really love, uh, you brought it up about meeting people at world pork and the trade shows, but the authenticity of you all is, is really cool. I mean, you on your end, you guys went from producing hogs and being the traditional farmer to an innovator of physical equipment now to, uh, potential tech leader in the swine industry. And it's just so cool to see that you didn't have to go do that. There's risks associated with it. And you just kind of, you and your family leaned into it and said, you know, we're going to go do this. And Chris, you had expertise in plastics and manufacturing. And you said, you know what, I'm going to go into this, this swine industry and I'm going to learn it. I'm going to figure it out. Barrett was in mining and a lot of other things. It was like, you know what, I'm going to go into the swine industry as well. It's just so cool to see when you go to these shows, individuals that could have definitely taken another path in life and chose this industry. It wasn't something that was necessarily as much dictated as it was a choice. And I think that bleeds through with a lot of the producers and 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 companies you see at World Pork, which is exciting. Yeah, I might just add, Matt, I might just add the people in the pork industry are so good. I mean, I, you know. I'm old enough to retire, but I just enjoy doing it, getting yeah. out, meeting, talking to people and seeing people. And they're just, man, everybody's so good. You know, that's the best thing about it. People sometimes say the term, once you get in the swine industry, you're stuck. And it's like, I don't think you're stuck. I think that you, it's so hard to leave because there's so much research that, because they did a research study over like 80 years at Harvard that said the key to happiness is relationships. 
And this industry is just boring with relationships and it's, it's, it keeps you around. You don't want to leave. Agreed, Matt. Like, yeah, the people, everybody you meet, it's just, they're so honest and yeah, the integrity of a lot of the producers and the people in the industry is just, it's amazing. It's something you don't see in a lot of other industries. So when you guys, Steve, you're a, I guess, past producer here. When you think of what Pig Easy is doing with the meal meter and the opportunity to really, right, Katie, take a device that can fit with your really existing infrastructure to track and, and manage feeding sows. And that doesn't it just kind of bolt on to what you have for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's it's um it's a easy modification. Um, and I think the biggest question we get from people is so what about installation? And it's it's as simple as you know, running some wire, plugging it in and making sure it's connected to the internet and you're set to go. How would that yeah. have changed things for you, Steve? Just just a matter of fact of just knowing what you're feeding them. I when I was in production, I went in, you know, we had five people working in Farrowin and at that time we were hand feeding and we were feeding, you know, supposed to be feeding four pounds per sow before, you know, at a time before the Farrowin. So I went in and took the scoop and I said, all right, each one of you give me what four pounds is. And it went from two to eight pounds <laughs> on the six different people, how much they were, they were actually given. So, you know, once you start having other people doing things that you just got to be able to track and see what's going on. So, you know, what, what the sow is actually eating. Katie and your work with, your solution thus far and and your guys' cell farm or in the places you're using it, what what are you seeing from your team? What are you seeing from kind of an impact on the sow when you implement this? I would say what it I I probably look too far ahead. So I'm I'm kind of a dreamer, but what <laughs> what I see is just the future of what when we uncover not just you know intake in real time, but also um, what are her, what's her activity telling us? Um, so, you know, we noticed looking at the data that, um, uh, we believe that right before she pharaohs, she's getting up and she's drinking and it's, it's not a lot. It's just, it's almost like she's, um, nesting before she's ready to pharaoh. And so, you know, in the future with our app, we're going to be able to say, you know, our, our hope is that we'll be able to say, Hey, look, in the next, you know, four to six hours, the sow is likely going to fare us to keep an eye on her. Um, it's really what it, it's, it's unveiling, you know, a key activity and intake and what that's going to do to make producers lives so much more efficient and easier. So it's, it's the start of all of that to be able to, to see, you know, the, the trends, um, in intake and, and say, okay, this, you know, what this is showing us is, we need to get there faster. And, and our goal is to do it with our app. That's going to be amazing. Uh, and to kind of see how that could change just that care that's provided before she starts the Pharaoh. It's that's really cool. Yeah. And one thing too, I might add, Matt, is just with the younger generation in these barns, they're so tech savvy compared to what us old guys were, you know, <laughs> by having that stuff available, it really helps them manage and manage their time and make sure they're doing, you know, getting things done in a day. Just condenses that learning curve, right? Yeah. You just yeah. like, how long would it have taken to teach somebody all of the things that now you can pick up in, in a matter of weeks? It's just, it's incredible how much faster people coming in the industry can get on board and get up to speed and have an understanding of what's going on. Yeah. And then the worst part is us old guys sometimes don't really understand that we think everybody should pick it up easier because we always spent time with dad and we just, that was the way dad did it. And everything seems like common sense. But now yeah. when people have been exposed to that growing up, 
it's just such a different thing going on. Yeah. I like to say that, uh, industry kind of went from a career mindset to a job mindset as we got a little bigger, right? Cause it, you know, you, people, you have more people, you don't have, you don't really have to, to learn the whole flow anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go and you work in, let's say a 600 Pharaoh to finish, you basically have to know how to do everything, but then you go to a 5,000, you bring someone on and for a couple of years, they might only really only need to know how to do Pharaohing. And when you can't see that full picture, it's kind of hard sometimes to know where are you, where do you stand? What, what don't you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely changed things. And with sows having what nearly twice as many pigs as they used to, yeah. there's a lot more going on. Yeah. Especially with the feedback that you guys provide now and stuff, it's just so much easier to, to get people trained and make sure they're to be track what they're doing and make sure things are getting done. Cause it really comes down to getting the basics done every day in a farm to get good numbers out of them. Barrett, can you talk a little bit about what brought you to swine tech and, and what we're doing with pig flow? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Steve just hit it there. It's, it's about doing the basics and providing good husbandry, but doing it day on and day out from a consistent basis. And what really has driven me, you know, to, you know, what I actually, what was it? It was yesterday. I've been with swine tech for a year, one year, uh, but yeah. And, uh, came to the swine industry with new fashion pork back in 2015. And, uh, but has been in, and like you said, you kind of get stuck, you know? So I went to, uh, went to the mining industry and then all I saw was just the different connections with operational excellence and, and improving people and the teams. And so that's what I'm really excited about for us with, uh, with pig flow and the producers we support today. But, um, you know, and, and it's been mentioned a few times and, and to, to some extent, all of our products or service provided, but allowing the teams and the leaders just to understand what's going on. It, it seems overly basic, but uh, pr- producers can't strategically make changes, nor can a vendor make modifications if we don't understand what's going on either with our equipment or what our people's, you know, what, what they're doing, just so we can understand on how to help them and improve the overall pig care. So those are like things I'm, I'm super excited about. And uh, I thought it was kind of interestingly crazy. You know, you come in from a different industry and I did eight years ago, and I thought it kind of thought it was a little crazy that we would change production strategies sometimes based off of not complete uh, information of, of what was going on, what was getting done to hundred percent, what wasn't. And so a couple of things can happen is you could stay on a strategy for maybe a little bit too long and think it's working when really it's, it maybe not be. And then, or you could be walking away from a winning strategy that maybe just wasn't done to maybe this, the quality level or the consistently level consistency to, to get the output you're desiring. So um, I'm really excited not only for, for us, but you know, it, on the call here, but the industry and the, in the direction we're headed is pretty fun. Katie, Steve, you guys have had some interactions with pig flow. What have you guys seen? And even Chris, what have you guys seen and heard from producers regarding pig flow? So on our farm um, in Western Iowa, we have firsthand experience with pig flow. Um, when was that that we implemented it, guys? Was it over a year ago? Year yeah, it's half? over a year now. It's getting it's it's just over a yeah. year, I think. Yeah, and within that time, we we had um, quite a kind of a high turnover of our um, of our staff. It was simply because um, we switched to to batch and um, uh, it the the employees that were currently there 
um, they were, they were older, um, and they still come, come out and help us, but it, it was just a, it was a change of flow. And I think that, uh, they needed a, a change of pace for, for what that was. But, um, so when we were looking for ways to, you know, build efficiency with a brand new staff, brand new manager and everything. And so that's when we looked to pig flow, um, and began implementing that and, um, just heard from our manager that he's like, I don't, because uh, we have some different language speaking employees now. And he, he said that he didn't, he wouldn't know how he could do his job without it. It just builds efficiency that much. And so, um, we've been, we've been happily using it since, like you said, a year, year, year and a half now. Yeah. I'll just add that everybody I've talked with, uh, I've not used it specifically myself, but talking to managers I'm working with as you know, trying to sell them mats and working with them there. They just can't believe how much easier it is to manage the people. So they know what people are doing. They know what's getting done and that sort of thing. Cause I know when I was in production, it was always tough. You know, everybody had their own lists and then trying to track somebody down in a barn and all that sort of thing was just a pain. You spend a lot of time just running around trying to find people. So based, you know, with everything that's going on and like I said, the managers really are high on just being able to track things and get people, let people know what's going on. I completely agree. It just streamlines communication. So things don't slip through the cracks. Um, and that's, you know, that's nobody's fault when it, when it comes down to it, if it's inefficient, if communication's inefficient, then things do slip. Um, but this makes it, it streamlines, it makes it easy. Yeah. When we were looking back, I was thinking about when I was in the South arms and I mean, you, you'd have 20 South farrowing, you'd be trying to set litters, you'd be split suckling, you'd be fixing bulbs, which if we would have had the mats, we wouldn't have had to do. And <laughs> you, you're just, you're doing all of that. And it, it's just, you can lose track of time so easily. And then by the time you remember, you're just, you're just constant. I was constantly stressed that I was forgetting something. And yeah, it's exciting to be able to help with that in, in the South farms. And Steve, you had a funny story. You went to a farm and you were trying to tell them about the mats and they were telling you about pig flow. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. They got a call and they were interested in mats. So I went and met with them and, we, you know, so we put some mats in to try. And then before I left, his dad said, Hey, you get a chance to come to the office. I want to talk to you. And so by the time I left there, his dad had sold me on, on your product, you know, on your program and everything else. And I, you know, I said, well, I guess he says, I guess we just need to put the mats in to, to get everything done. I said, yeah, you're correct. So they got the orders <laughs> in for the mats to put in this summer. So. <laughs> so you all have had the opportunity, at least Chris, Katie and Steve to interact with producers from all over the world. Can you each kind of talk to what you're seeing in the industry? Maybe, maybe Katie more domestically uh, within the, the pork industry. It's, it's been, been fairly rough, uh, but what other changes are happening in Mexico and in Spain and South America and, and Asia from Chris, I guess we'll have Chris kind of, or we'll have Katie start domestically. Um, what do you think the mindset is right now for, for some of the producers that you're working with? I would say it's just a lot of unknown. I mean, we've, um, domestically are, we, we've just come up with a um, lot of challenges right now, the markets in general. Um, it, I think it gets forgotten about, but there's always a looming, um, uh, concern of ASF and we're kind of at a, a tough point, um, in our industry. But I think that, um, you know, if, if anybody's going to get through it, it's going to be a, the U S pork producer because, We've lived, we lived through a lot already, and I think uh, we'll come out stronger. 
What did you see in Mexico, Steve, with with producers down there? Do you do you learn I, Spanish? It's, it's still a lot of just the <laughs> uncertainty of, of what's going, you know, what's going on, and you know, just the way things are going. You know, like COVID had such a big effect on everything in the in the world. You know, still trying to recover from that. You know, you look at the look at supplies and everything. And prices should be up, but yet they're not. And so, you know, as you try to track stuff, you know, I'd hate to be some of these economists that try to predict what things are going to do just with the way everything's been gone. But yeah, very good. And I guess this on the ASF is interesting because coming back through through Dallas from Mexico and you know, we were standing there waiting on our luggage and had the little beagle dogs going through checking everybody. So that was kind of that was good to see that they're out there doing their doing what they're supposed to be doing. They didn't find any food on you, right? Did not find it. I did not take you bring anything just in case. I told my wife, <laughs> do not bring anything back. So I didn't let her spend any money while we were there. <laughs> Barrett, what have your interactions been like with uh, with producers here of late? Uh, really, you know, like the, I guess my interactions with with both our producers and and outside, it's it's really having a lot more fun conversations regarding the direction of you know, kind of in my wheelhouse, right? Like, hey, from an efficiency standpoint, where are we going, or how can we help you know understand and get the most value out of the resources we put in? And even conversation with uh, with Phil Borjic not too long ago, um, more and more focus on on the teams they have. Like, hey, what do we do after onboarding? How are we continuing to to develop our people? Like, you know, what's what's that look like to you? And that's even from not even just producers, but but outside vendors too. So um, it, it it's very encouraging, and it, it makes me really proud too. So that's been a lot of the conversations that I've had with producers, this, you know, as of recently, I guess you could say. It is cool to see how much there's, there's been a change and a shift in, and it's kind of an ebb and a flow, right? Cause it depends on what company you are and how big you are and how quickly you've grown and recent turnover. There's so many factors that would impact whether or not this moment right now is the right time to focus on some of that stuff. But I think the really cool thing is how producers are looking at the entire hiring process, not just the recruiting, mm-hmm. but also the onboarding, the continual development, the, uh, the, the career development, uh, mm-hmm. of team members. I think that they're starting to become a, a more of a holistic strategy that you're seeing consistently being, uh, deployed from company to company to take someone from 18 years old and setting them up for a life of success in the swine industry. And I think that, um, we might've strayed from that for a brief period of time, uh, but again, my my lens is also fairly limited there. But it's pretty cool to see how how it maybe took some labor challenges to get us there. But uh, we're really investing into our people as an industry right now, and I, I think that's going to be really cool for the industry as we grow. Kind of, I guess you know, my side from from previous HR side is we're getting better at lowering the barrier of entry, and uh, Katie can kind of uh, speak from the producer side as well too on that. But it's really fun because we we're getting a little bit more confident in saying, hey, you can come in as a swine industry and either have a high school diploma or a two year degree and be very successful still and earn a good income that competes with some of the some of the I guess the more prominent four year degree programs. Um, I'm going to throw teachers out there. So, you know, because that's kind of one of those things. Right. So you have that avenue, which you're really passionate about, Matt, with a career standpoint. But we're also becoming okay with saying, hey, Chris, if you want to come in and you just want some weekend work and you want to come in and wash for three hours on Saturday and Sunday, we're starting to get a lot better at 
almost patching together those things. And then we're also finding consistency because Chris may sign up for a full-time job and maybe not want to work full-time for the swine industry, but maybe he works for the next five or six years, just filling in here and there. And that's still an incredible value of the team helps us tell our story of the swine industry. And, and we're starting to thread out, you know, there's people's connection to our industry again, which is, which is awesome. We're much more flexible. Yeah, no, I take offense to that, Barrett. I'd see you use my name and you talk about <laughs> cleaning a barn. You're saying that basically that's the only thing I'd be good at. And two, you said I don't work very much. I'm I'm kind of concerned here. I thought you had my back. Uh, Chris, how's the sunset right now? <laughs> hey, oh, hey, Katie. It's, a sun, it's a sunrise. <laughs> it's a sunrise, sorry. <laughs> hey, Katie, did I, you hear I that? did get uh, I'm Iowa Public Schools, so sorry. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> Katie, did you hear that Chris is available to pressure wash for three hours this weekend? Oh yeah, I'm signing him up. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to add. Um, I think we're all getting creative on um, on how to get tasks done and um, how to train people and get people to understand the why uh, why we do things the way we do mm. uh, and being more open. The thing now, people are seeing that it is a career. It's not just a, a minimum wage job that they're coming into. Mm-hmm. You know, people are there. You know, the companies are paying more. They're getting they're getting good people. There's advancement opportunities and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of these guys that, you know, college isn't for everybody. There's a lot of guys don't want to go to college. If they can come in and build a career. I mean, you got a lot of guys out there now that have been in the industry 30, 40 years, you know, and, and have made a great, you know nice living out of it and a great family life out of it. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a situation in the industry where somebody right after high school got a job, they put maybe 10 to 15 years in. And now I think they're going to be managing between 40 and 60,000 sows. Like, yeah. yeah. I know that's amazing. That, I don't know somebody that maybe he's, maybe he's at that seven or eight year mark in the industry. And yeah, it's similar role. I mean, it's, it's taking care of people and, and helping them understand, like Katie said, what they're doing is impactful, why we do it and, and just doing it like Steve said, just consistently. Yeah. And, you know, and they're overseeing, you know, multi-million dollar deals, you know, operations with what they got, you know, they got control of that they're, the owners are putting in their hands. So. Oh yeah. I mean, when you take, when you take, let's say, let's say 60,000 sows and you figure what is a 5,000 head sow farm now, what 70 million to build. Yeah. And they're probably not quite that, but it's, it's a bunch and a lot, a lot of dollars. 20, 25. Up. Yeah. A bunch, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, to get operating and everything else. So that I mean, was probably in, the barn that didn't. That's probably the barn that put heat lamps in and not our mats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the insurance premiums tacked on, right? Steve? That's what, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I might be thinking of a of a much bigger barn, an international one. But yeah, you figure all of the facility costs, the animals, and everything that goes into it. You've got individuals on high school degrees managing half a billion to a billion dollars in assets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. It's common, which is really cool. How how have you, Steve, seen flexibility of ownership towards their teams change over the last 30, 40 years? Just the big thing, you know, it used to be, you know, everybody worked 12 days, you're on 12 and off two. And now working with people's schedules, you know, you got people, mothers that, you know, you got kids that once a kid they come to work after the kids go to school and they they're done before they, you know, they they're done working before they come home so they're able to get out and do that and it's just the flexibility that everybody's has now compared to what it used to be, you know if you didn't show up at 
six o'clock and work till four o'clock every day, 12 days a week, you know, 12 out of 14 days, you know, nobody, they didn't, you know, you weren't worth to, you know, being there and you start, you know, you were always looking for somebody new. So to kind of pull it back to World Pork Expo, when when we're there, what I'd like everyone to do to kind of talk about uh, where, where are you going to be located and what is the key product you need to see that you've already kind of introduced, but also what the benefits they should be um, expecting. Like for us, uh, Pig Flow is going to be the main product that we're going to be talking about. And any producer looking to improve organization and communication in their farm so that they can enhance efficiencies, employee engagement, and pig care. We are a booth you should probably stop by and see. Chris, if somebody's stopping by to see you, what should they be really looking for and why should they they stop by? Yeah, so the big thing you'd be looking at is one, uh, maintenance savings. That would be a, a huge thing into the barn. Energy consumption, that's a big thing on everybody's plate nowadays is rising energy costs, rising electrical cost. And we can take a lot of that electricity off the grid for people. And then looking at heat stress in the sows and boar studs. So it's kind of, we're kind of going over different things here um, in our company, but it's really, it's just electrical savings, maintenance savings, and our booth number is 654. So anybody coming in, definitely, if you're looking at anything in those, in those realms, please come see us. About you, Katie. Yeah, we're, um, we're in the Buried Industries building, um, 725. We're along the south wall of uh, the building there. Uh, but if if you're looking for um, improving your feed intake and farrowing um, and um, also saving on water, we've got some great results from a commercial trial this last year on just um, our, our feeder's performance, not just the, the data that we've received from, from Meal Meter 2.0, but um, if you want to look at that and see how our feeder will perform better for you guys, and then also how that information, getting real-time information um, with feed and, feed and water intake, um, how that'll improve your operation, definitely stop by our booth. And we'll be in the Varied Industries building as well at booth 366. When I think about the three companies here on the call today, I think everyone should know outside of this uh, is... We, uh, we like to bounce ideas off of each other. Uh, we like to have fun. And I think all three of us are focused on improving care and reducing cost and improving efficiencies to reduce cost and improving care to reduce cost. And I think the commonality is reducing cost by making the most of what we have, whether that be electricity or feed or our team uh, or people in the farm. And in a time where profitability has probably been, uh, been as hard as it's ever been, uh, I, I think I think what we're all trying to do to help is, is it, there's it's still a good time for something like that. So I think Great. if you stop by any of these booths, you're almost guaranteed to be intrigued at the very at the very least. Agreed. What uh, what are you guys looking forward to most at World Port? Myself, just seeing yeah. everybody again. Whether it's man, just the people, the clients, other colleagues in other companies, just interacting with them. It's just, it's such a great industry that way. Uh, a lot of communication goes on, but yeah, it's just really all getting together again for two and a half days, basically. Totally agree. It's um, the, the building relationships, um, you know, with uh, people that you already know, but also, you know, meeting new people. And then, you know, I have to add the barbecue pork is just, you know, <laughs> my mouth is already wa watering. <laughs> 
<laughs> no kidding. <laughs> you know, last year, last year I tried to try as much as I could. And uh, oh. I, I think I, I, I avoid breakfast because I'm thinking to myself, all right, I am going to see what's the best. And then I get through like two tents and I'm like, well, I'm done. Uh, so much good food. And they even had crown. I think it was Cargill had crown Royal peach slushies. And what? I think that, yeah, I think I had to throw my hands up and go, all right, well, I don't know how we beat this. I think if somebody brought pig wings and crown Royal peach slushies, I think, I think we might have an unmanned, uh, varied industries building and we just all sit out there and eat some food. Hey bear, can you schedule him to work for you instead of just run around? <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, we, go ahead, a, Katie. A big, a big tragedy years ago was I, I guess the the joke around all of us is that I'm usually uh pregnant <laughs> during either World Pork Expo <laughs> or the winter shows. And with when I was pregnant with my my first son, Evan, he I, I think I was towards the end of first trimester. So probably nobody knew I was pregnant at that point. But um, I had an aversion to um, barbecue. Like I, it be so nauseous. So that was the worst World Pork Expo because it was, it was hard even walking down the, through all the tents and everything. And yeah, I, I probably didn't, uh, didn't eat (laughs) near as much of that time. I was going to bring that up, Katie. This is going to be one of your first world porks that you haven't been pregnant over the last five years. I know. I'm I'm <laughs> very excited about this. <laughs> Break out the kegs. Yeah. <laughs> the real Katie's going to come out partying. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I know this is kind of weird to, to but it's a podcast that any anybody can listen to. But I should point out that um, our friend Courtney Duffy from Double L has been really pushing this last year um, a mother's room at World Pork Expo because oh, you know, cool. a, a lot of young women that are working in our industry that are you know new moms that may be nursing. And so, um, and speaking of my first kid, I remember I was, I was a nursing mom at that point and I'd have to go, <laughs> I'd have to go to the uh, truck um, every few hours. But now... Oh. Um, the MPBC put together a mother's room. So um, if you're a nursing mom, make sure to stop by and you can get a location of where that is. So, and make sure to stop by and say thanks to Courtney for pushing that. Yeah. If there's kids at these events, they always end up at our booth because we got the pigs and even Steve hopped on that thing in the, in the spring. (laughs) Right. Yeah. My kids like over, overtook your booth at the Iowa Port Congress. <laughs> they did. They were just all over the pigs. Yeah. So I appreciate all of you kind of hopping on. We'll go through one last time here, just as a quick run, run through. If anyone has questions leading up to pork, uh, world pork expo, how do they get a hold of you? Start with Chris. Um, yeah. Leading up, you can either get on our website, innovativeheatingtech.com. Um, it's actually on the popular pig cast. There's the link in there. We'll be at booth 654, all of us, um, whether it's, we got Boyd, we got Steve, Matt's coming up for it as well, which will be always entertaining. And yeah, just leading up to it here, we're, where are we going to be two weeks away right now? Katie? Yeah. Um, you can visit our website, pigeasy.com. Um, and, um, our, all of our contact information's there, but, um, we're all going to be at world pork this year. And actually some of our app developers will be there too. So 
what they're looking for and what we're looking for is is feedback as well. Um, you know, they've got varied experiences, farm experiences, so um, they're always looking at to talk to pork producers. So we're we're pretty excited. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, reach out ahead of time too. And Barrett, how can they get a hold of you, and and what can they expect at our booth? Good way to get a hold of us is uh, visit our website at uh, swinetechnologies.com and just reach out for the contact us form. But our booth, uh, you know, we're going to have a, even our engineers team, uh, customer success team, and uh, be drawn in by the pig, of course. Uh, make sure you, you post your social media on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, really engaged team and just wanted to learn more about you as a producer or even just as any sort of anybody that's connected to the swine industry. Um, encourage any conversation. We got some pretty exciting stuff going on and would love to share. Yeah, we'll be we'll be having a name the piglet competition this year. So if anybody wants to come by and, and name the piglet and see if uh, your name sticks, uh, the sow was named Penelope in the last uh, series of shows. And, and now we'll see if a piglet comes away with a name uh, this year. Can we just name it Fred after Fred Kerr? Fisherman Fred. Yeah, the, Fisherman, the Fisherman Fred. Fred. <laughs> Yeah, he posted on social media, but we were out there fishing for some walleye, and he he posted it, so I'm I'm comfortable saying it. But uh, he had caught a couple of sheephead, and uh, and and Matt Davis from Horde was not too thrilled that we were catching sheephead, and he said, "You know, Fred, if you catch a third sheephead, we're gonna have to call you Sheephead Fred." <laughs> hey, Matt, I saw the pictures of the fish Fred had there. I thought it, I thought they were actually just bait. They were so small. <laughs> hey, he caught a pretty big one. I did too. And he, he was like, I got to get this little one in here. So that was the smallest fish that we could legally keep. And it helped, it helped show the scale of how the big ones, how big the big ones were. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Popular Pig. And we look forward to seeing you at the World Pork Expo. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Popular Pig. We aspire to learn and grow together through the experience and wisdom shared by our esteemed guests. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues within the swine industry. For more information, please go to popularpig.com to receive updates when new episodes are available. Popular Pig is brought to you by SwineTech, the award-winning creators of SmartGuard and PigFlow. To learn how PigFlow can help you streamline your workforce and reduce piglet and sow deaths, visit swinetechnologies.com.